Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Delicious Brainwaves podcast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by not one, but two of the Delicious Brainwaves, Delicious Brainwaves, Delicious Brains team, Ahmed Hussein and Ross Wintle. Ahmed works on WP Migrate DB Pro, and we chatted on here a few episodes back about the history of JavaScript. And Ross is a recent addition to the team, working on our many sites. Morning, chaps. How are you doing today? Great. Doing great. Great yeah, to be here again. Nice. Right. So today we're going to be talking about routes into web development, uh, specifically from an educational point of view. I think it's an interesting topic because there's different ways that people get into software development or web development. So let's dive in. Um, first off, let's talk about our backgrounds. Ahmed, do you want to go first? What's your experience? Yeah, sure. Um, so I currently have a bachelor's degree in information systems and I'm working on my uh, master's of uh, software engineering. Um, but when I first started, um, I had no degree. I started when I was in high school, uh, started learning uh, web development on my own, watching uh, YouTube videos and, and courses. But then uh, a couple of years later, I started my uni and started working on my uh, CS degree. Uh, so that's basically my background. I started without a degree, but but then uh, got a degree. I'm still working on one. Nice. Ross, what about yourself? Um, well, I started coding from like magazines when I was about 12 on a Commodore 64, showing my age. Um, but uh, I went straight through uh, like formal education. So did what we call A-levels here in the UK. Uh, where I am, and then went straight through a three-year degree in computer science at the University of York here in the UK. And um, what's interesting and maybe a bit different about me is that uh, I didn't go straight into web development. So my first career out of university was in safety-critical software development uh, in the aerospace industry. And then I spent some years in a large hosting department of a big telecoms company doing uh, sort of third line, very, very back end support of uh, servers, databases, security equipment, stuff like that. Um, and then only after doing a few years of that, got into web development um, as a freelance web developer. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a journey with uh, different different parts to it. Nice. Did you do, for your A-levels, did you do computer studies? Uh, yeah, it was called computing at the time. Um, and I did maths and physics. So yeah, it kind of gave me a good grounding in all that stuff. Um, and I should point out this was like, I'm pretty old as web developers go. So this was quite a long time ago, but I've been looking up modern um, computer science curriculums. And to be honest, not a lot has changed. So hmm. hopefully what I have to say is, is still kind of relevant. Yeah, nice. And, and just to finish off, my background is completely not computer related. I didn't do computing at school, didn't do it at GCSEs or A-levels. Um, and I was very much, um, I guess, uh, non, um, I didn't do maths, I didn't do physics. So I did English and fine art at university. Um, and I wanted to be an artist. So yeah, not, not very um, computery. Although I did, you know, muck around at school, uh, younger years on like acorns and, uh, you know, the BBC computers and using uh, what was that logo? It's where you could control the stuff. Anyway, so I yeah had no had no sort of educational stuff. Came out of university, managed to get a job temping at a bank in the HR department, and worked out that we were using computers 
but we were writing lots of things down and I fell in love with Excel and access databases and then kind of managed to find my way into the computer, uh, into the IT department and got a job there and then have been contracting and doing web development ever since. So for me, this is a really interesting topic because I've got no formal education. I know you guys have have both got it but in various you know Ahmed's you've done it the other way around Ross has done it the one way around and yeah I think when we're talking web development do we think what do we think now is it possible to do it without a degree what what, what are our feelings well um in my opinion yeah of course you can do it without a degree um I mainly started without a degree um maybe I can speak about the challenges I faced when I first started and they they were not really uh, obvious then, and but now looking back, yeah, I had a lot of challenges. Um, the first one being that I wasn't really good at English at the time, so that's uh, that's a big point because materials uh, for um, web development back in two thousand and eight, two thousand seven, in Arabic weren't that good. I I remember. Uh, what got me interested in, in interested in programming, anyways, what was I, I was really curious about how a button on a web page worked, and that that was the whole story. So I started googling and trying to find out how to write a, a web page or how to develop this thing, and I came acro- across um, a really a PDF. They called it a book at the time, but it was just a few pages PDF. And it described how to build an, uh, a web page using HTML. And it, it, it dived a little bit into uh, how to make it dynamic using uh, or, or do actions using PHP. But at the, at, at the time, I, did, I didn't understand what, what's PHP. I had no one who could explain to me what exactly is PHP, what's the, the difference between PHP and HTML. And in that book, I remember... Um, they also dived into, which, which was very weird because this is like a beginner level book. They dived into objects for object oriented programming. And so the book isn't really well structured and my weak English didn't really help at the time, but, um, my great resource was just watching uh, YouTube videos of how people do stuff. So um, YouTube was fairly new at, at, at the time, but it had it was a great resource to learn uh, web development. So I started looking up PHP tutorials, and uh, I started following the tutorials, not really understanding what they are writing, but just like getting the feel of it. Um, setting up the web server locally, setting up the MySQL, didn't understand what a database is, and uh, I even didn't understand what what an MD5 hash is, and it, that was true for a long time. I didn't understand what a hash meant, but I knew that we had to do that to store uh, passwords in the in the database, which is not not really good to do it now. Um, so these are challenges that I faced at at the time that I I I wasn't really aware of until. I truly understood all these things many years later. However, at the time, um, I think um, 
like web development it it wasn't really new but it was booming at the time everyone was was building new stuff so it wasn't really hard to get a job especially when um i i, I did develop my my first wordpress plugin at uh, around that time and adding that to my my resume was was a great deal especially it had a lot of downloads at the time so even with 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 my week's uh, skill set i was able to land a job fairly easily because the, the market w- was booming and they needed developers and yeah i can strongly say that i, I wasn't really really skilled at at the time i was selling my myself really hard <laughs> and it worked good marketer yeah uh, and it worked um so at that point you had no formal education you weren't even doing your degree at all that was all self-taught stuff and then you got your first job yeah. with web development i got point. yeah i got my first job um when i started uni my first ever semester and then uh i i kind of had no time to to do proper education so i focused a little bit on on the job and um uh not much on on the education and i really regret that now because now many many years later um i understand how how important that uh, that education was or focusing on on that education was especially when when now i start looking for um better jobs um jobs in big companies in the industry that are not hiring <laughs> like web developers with, with weak skill set i i remember that um at some point i wanted i really wanted to work for big companies like google and uh, amazon and whatnot and um since i that was before getting my degree and uh, at the moment i didn't understand what's an algorithm what's a data structure although i was yeah. writing code and i had many many projects working for clients and they didn't really require much understanding of uh, algorithm uh, algorithms and that data structure so but when you start looking for for that kind of advanced jobs or jobs in big companies then you start uh i wish i focused a little bit on my on my education although it's not entirely only like exclusive on a former formal education that you you understand or you learn how, how what are data structures and algorithm you can you can get that from uh, like an online uh, resource yeah it's really interesting because i have some having been straight through a degree and not ever really having done software development without a degree i'm i'm not that aware of what the challenges are i have i like to think that i can imagine uh, what the challenges are um and i have some idea of um how having a degree has benefited me but i'm actually quite like skeptical about um degrees and formal structured education and their benefits specifically to web development um so i'm, I'm kind of keen ian do you, can you tell us a bit about like did you face similar challenges and how did you get learning well, I mean, this is it, and I just wanted to pick up on what Ahmed was saying. That if you're going to go for a Google job or an Amazon job or you know a Microsoft job, presumably back then, and I would imagine now, a computer science degree is a prerequisite. That's like the first line on the job application that says you cannot you cannot get this job without it. 
Um, and, I, and I assume that that is the same now, even though obviously the world we live in, the education system is very different and it doesn't always mean that. But I guess that's not the same for every job. But yeah, I mean, I because I got into an IT role at the company, I was working for a big bank in the UK um, and I'd obviously shown some aptitude for the stuff that I was doing in the non-IT department that I was working in, creating Excel spreadsheets and access databases to, to, that helped processes, reduced errors, stopped people writing stuff down on paper and then having to then double input it into a, into a, a website. Um, I kind of managed to get a role in the IT department, even though you know there was no form. I think it was like a junior programmer role, perhaps. So the emphasis wasn't so much on the, in my education the, the very fact that I had a degree I think for a big bank helped even though that degree was completely irrelevant because I think at the time which is you know this is like 20 odd years ago people still put a very big um, weighting on formal education so even if it's a degree whatever that is that's still a good thing because people companies and employers see that as something that you've gone through three years of of lectures seminars and studying and dissertations and and all of the formal education process that just shows that you can apply yourself and you can kind of keep on that track so i think they they use that as still as a signpost for recruitment um but yeah i I certainly found it hard going into an it role and um a a team that was using things like object oriented programming uh, it was a c sharp and asp.net team doing internal um, web tools for the bank and I I really felt completely out of water going into it just feeling like I kind of knew Excel and Access a little bit and I knew what a database was and a relational database but as soon as you know there was a there was tasks or there was problems and just hearing that my colleagues sort of saying right the fact this factory needs to you know create an object with this stuff and I'm like factory huh like these things were sort of very alien and for a long time similar to you Ahmed I I just I've known them but I've not understood them and I've perhaps used them but I haven't kind of got into it and um yeah I certainly felt a fish out of water there um and I'm not sure what I did to kind of get through that um but yeah it I I believe it would have been nice to have for me to have a bit more formal stuff even though you could do online courses and you could get microsoft certifications and you'd have to do training to get that for like net and c sharp but yeah i i feel like i perhaps would have uh, got on along better if i'd have got that background of a computer science degree um it's really so presumably that's similar to you, you you as in not similar to you ross you would have just not had that kind of uh deficit in knowledge of when you left and moved into a, a you know a job yeah, it's really interesting to hear from people who who didn't start out with um, sort of that formal, uh, even a boot camp kind of education that you were just just literally um, building up your own knowledge from scratch. Because um, I see quite a lot of people um, who are completely self taught and actually saying like this is um, this is a, a great way to go about doing it. So it's interesting to hear from some people who. Um, like kind of wish that they'd had some kind of formal education because I think a lot of people uh, don't recognize that. And um, 
just to come back to like the big companies and whether you know what big companies require require when they are recruiting um I, i've definitely seen stories of people going to work for big companies who've been self-taught and um and i want to make clear that i'm i'm not a gatekeeper on on degree or any kind of formal or structured education like you can become an incredible web developer um or software developer in any sphere um being completely self-taught and there are so many people who are way better at it than yeah. than i am despite yeah, I my degree um so that's that's really important to say um but i think one challenge that we have is like qualifications if you are self-taught and you've you know you've done video courses and learned everything from mdn or wherever you learn it from um MD, MDN. <laughs> MDN, wow, that's a blast for fun. Yeah. <laughs> i don't know that you'd learn from it but uh yeah um yeah if you if you are self-taught you don't have any proof that you have st- of what you have studied and how well you did at it whereas if you do some kind of formal education, be it a degree or a boot camp or whatever, you can say, here's a curriculum that I worked through and I got to the end of it. And at the end I was assessed and I was at this level. So as a recruiter, I guess, um, or, or if you are self-taught, you've got to have some other proof um, when you go to uh, apply for a job. So I'm kind of curious, like what, how, how do you go about doing that? Um, do you, is it like mm. side projects or, you know, how do you build up, maybe it's a portfolio of work that you've done. Um, but yeah, th- like the route into employment, um, kind of feels to me like it would be a bit harder, but I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. I think, um, just as a, a thing we should say is in terms of employment and recruitment, delicious brains as a company doesn't have that restriction on computer science degrees or formal education. There's a complete mix across the team. Um, we've always not put stock in it based on the fact that we want people to be uh you know that they can show that they've got the skills through other ways um and so that's not a not a prerequisite but it's a good point and i guess you're you're more meaning like nowadays how do people you know get the uh get the resume that still is enough to get them a foot in the door that isn't with qualifications um how did you convince brad to employ you all those years ago (laughs) <laughs> well, this is it. And I was going to go back even further than that. So when I was working at the bank and I got into an IT role and I was floundering and still, you know, not feeling very comfortable, um, but I was st- I was quite good on the database side of things. And I knew my way around SQL Server and writing SQL queries. And I, was, I, I think I was self, I was learning that. And that felt more natural as a skill to learn than C Sharp, um, Visual Studio, working through factory patterns and object oriented stuff that felt really hard to me and understanding how to um create a project like that because you know those are back in the days before github where you couldn't just you know get a framework and start building from scratch you'd have to kind of write a lot of code and i struggled with that so but sql was great and my route from that job was um as it was probably this, you know, twenty years ago with banks, there was a lot of offshoring and outsourcing. Um, so the team was being made redundant, and I decided to to go the contract route. And there was a, a number of IT contractors that had been working with us, uh, and I kind of had to watch them just Google everything, and you know, they take um, instruction from my boss and just go off and figure out the way to do it. And I was, you know, I was good at Google at that point enough to think, yeah, I could probably do that, and with the um you know the impending um 
redundant season offshoring, I just found a contract somehow doing SQL uh, reporting. And it was um, more of a sort of a data analysis role, but with SQL skills. Uh, and somehow I convinced a telecoms company to hire me on a contract day rate. Um, and it that paid off, I think, because it wasn't necessarily, they didn't care from a contract point of view uh, about formal education. It was more just, have you done it? Can you do it? And yeah, uh, and then I continued contracting from there. And once you're in that um, cycle of contracts, then all you say is, well, look, I've just done six months at this telecoms company. And now, you know, I'm coming, to, I'm applying for this contract. And it's more about the experience, which is, you know, granted, you've got to, it's chicken and egg, you've got to get in there some way. Um, but at, um, at the point I was going from contracting in a database IT corporate world to then web development for Delicious Brains, I'd had a period of freelancing WordPress stuff. I'd found WordPress in between and realized that that was the much more fun development point of view. Um, and yeah, I think just being in the WordPress community and having WordPress experience building plugins meant that it, it was not harder to get hired by Delicious Brains rather than, you know, if I'd suddenly wanted to go to Google. Actually, talking of Delicious Brains, Ross, I wanted to ask you a question related to SpinUp WP. And for anyone who doesn't know, SpinUp WP, it's a Delicious Brains product. It's an app that lets you easily, and I'm talking a couple of clicks here, create servers and WordPress sites on hosting, like VPS hosting like DigitalOcean, so you can get secure um, and fast WordPress sites, basically a fraction of the cost of managed, w, uh, managed WordPress hosting. So, Ross, as a recent addition to the team, and I know I think you've just recently started using SpinUp WP, how are you finding it? Yeah, so knowing that I was going to be starting work here, I was winding down my freelance work, and... Part of that involved moving a bunch of hosted clients onto their own accounts, so I wasn't responsible for that anymore. But I needed somewhere to put all of my personal sites and projects, of which there are uh, currently many. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've got some reseller cPanel hosting that I'm currently using for that. Um, and that was uh, th- there's been some changes in Gutenberg with the addition of Gutenberg to WordPress, where it, it's putting a lot of small API requests out as you do editing. And that cPanel hosting was just creaking a bit under the load that Gutenberg was putting on it. Uh, And I'd been meaning to check out SpinUpWP for a while because it's recommended all over the place in in my network. So I span up a SpinUpWP trial uh, and I created a small cheap VPS server um, and started, I mean, moving hosting is a big deal for me. Um, So I started by moving a small low traffic site over to it. And it was it was so good. I basically, within about an hour, had pretty much committed to moving all my personal projects over to it, and that's what <laughs> I'm in the process of doing now. Nice. It's uh, if you want to talk about features, it's it's an ideal mix really of owning your own server, um, but without needing to do much management of it. Um, as you sort of step through the processes in SpinUpWP, uh, there are really good guides to setting everything up. Um, and once you are set up, you get a fast site. You can deploy your site from Git. It will install oh, I love and configure. That. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really cool. And we do that internally here at Delicious Brains. Yeah, um, it's so makes, good. Makes deploying really good. Uh, you, it will install and configure WordPress for you. You can choose PHP versions. Um, 
it's got SSH access and WPCLI pre-installed. It's got page caching and Redis and security at server level and let's encrypt SSL certificates. And when I approach the hosting services, I've got a, a bunch of tick boxes to check. Um, and it checks all of them. And there are little surprises uh, that are really nice. Like it emails you when it's done a security update for you and you need to reboot the server. And other services like this don't do that. Plus, finally, it's just it's worked out way cheaper than the shared hosting I was using before as well, and I can scale it up as and well as and when um, I've got new projects that I want to put on it. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, we I always think it's cheaper than thinking like managed hosting, which is quite expensive. Obviously, yeah. you get some other stuff with that, but it is probably cheaper as cheap or cheaper than shared hosting. But it's infinitely better infrastructure and it's more secure and quicker and faster and yep. more performant yeah absolutely and um yeah i'd be recommending it to people to use um regardless of whether or not i was working here now so um yeah, yeah even if i wasn't a delicious brains employee on this podcast i'd be writing a twitter thread uh, telling people to go and give it a try anyway yeah that's the same as me every time i talk about hosting i just remember that when before we started building it and i was using it internally uh, it, I just wanted it as a user. I just didn't, you know, we were building it as an app, fine, but I just wanted to use it because it's just, yeah, it's amazing. I love it too. Yep. Yeah, nice. Right, let's just get back to the discussion. Um, so it, it's definitely experience-based, I'd say. Yeah, I can chime in a little bit on this um, because here in Egypt, like individual contractors are unheard of. You can do that. You have to have like a legal company status so you can get a, a contract. And um, the way that I got a job when I had no no degree, again, again, working with no degree here in Egypt is unheard of. Unless you are doing that kind of of a, of a job that doesn't require, really doesn't require a degree, like, for example, being a truck driver or delivery driver, anything that doesn't really require a degree. And everybody that here in Egypt that I know, um, all of them got a degree, a uh, university degree. So wow. it's a, it's a universal universal thing here in Egypt. If if you do, if you don't have a university degree, that you've gone the wrong way and you missed something up in your life. Um, so when I started looking for for jobs, I was lucky that again at the, at that time there there was a boom in the uh, in the in industry as a whole. People were looking for someone to build backends for um, mobile applications and websites and uh, all these things. Um, so it was just a matter of selling yourself well. So again, yeah, building a portfolio, having uh, some kind of side projects that really prove that you can do these things. And looking at it now, I wasn't looking for like a, a senior level Jobs. I was looking for a junior entry level jobs, which are fairly easy to land, uh, even for there are basically entry level. So uh, anybody fresh out of university or fresh out of a boot camp can just apply and, and, and get the job. So it wasn't really hard to land these jobs. Um, but then uh, progressing a couple of uh, years after getting my first job looking for um like more advanced level jobs became really hard and um be, because um as, as i said like working 
uh, in a job that requires a degree here, here in Egypt without having a degree is basically impossible. Um, they strip you out of all your uh, legal uh, statuses, so you are not legally employed. You are getting uh, a paycheck every every month, but uh, you are not insured. You you are not. Um, they are not paying taxes. So this is a big pro for for them. They're, they're basically not paying taxes for you because you basically doesn't exist. Um, so just to clarify, you're saying classes they, unskilled kind of thing. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. That was that was my question. They're treating they're treating the non degree qualified people differently to degree qualified people. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's mad. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was a it, it was an advantage for the company to hire that kind of people because they are were were not paying any kind of taxes on, on them. Um so it was again easy to land these jobs. But it was all on how good you can sell yourself in that interview and sell your skills and look what I've done and impress whoever is interviewing you because that was way before the the mad rush of algorithms and data structures interviews. Wow. Just um I'm curious about your education system then. So um how like do you have to pay for a degree in Egypt or are there grants or loans or do you have to just pay for it all yourself how does that work oh well it's basically free if you uh, get like a certain uh, GPA for for whatever uh, degree you want to get so if you want to get like a, a computer science de- degree you have to have a very high uh, GPA and if you if you get that you get it free What's what's GBA? Sorry, the what the your uh, how can I explain this? Like your is that is this the US sort of rating of your 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 marks and your yeah um, how well you do at the end of high school kind of thing? Is that right? Yeah, just the equivalent of it here in Egypt. So and and how that that is calculated is again really interesting because um, I think in the in the US it's how you did in your high school. But in here in Egypt, it's how you did in the last year of high school is what determines whatever uh, degrees that you can apply for. So if you get a really high GPA uh, at the last year of uh, high school, you can apply for uh, engineering degrees, computer science, uh, being a doctor, whatever. Um, and if, if you uh, get enough GPA, you can get yeah uh, your education for free. But if not you can pay the money it's not a lot the, the education here in egypt is is not really expensive unless you are going for top tier universities like american university and the british one the german one those are really expensive but any other uh any other one any other university here in egypt isn't that expensive interesting so that's why and, it, and, yeah and it's worth just contrasting that within the uk um, I looked it up because when I did my degree, um, I was kind of at the point where they were changing from grant-funded degrees where the government would pay you to go into a loan system where they would loan you the money to pay the fees. And I was kind of at the point where they were phasing from one into the other. But I, I looked it up and now um, a degree in the UK costs you, um, l- looks like around £10,000 a year. Um, so I guess if we convert that to dollars. What's that about? So, uh thirteen thousand dollars something like that um across a three-year course 
Yeah, and that's that's per year. So that's a huge amount of money that you either have to get on a loan or um or find somehow maybe you already have it or you've got super rich parents or, or whatever that is and i'm already saving for my kids in case they want to go um, uh, that was a topic i was going to bring up later yeah, yeah. as a parent now god um, yeah. so let's let's talk about we can talk about costs like the costs of doing a degree later on because it's not all like not everybody gets to just go to university and do a three-year cost like that's a there are other things like the time to do it and things like that that are yeah. um cons of, of taking degrees yeah so uh, Ross, obviously, from your perspective, I know you're. I know from talking to you before, there's pros and cons that you believe you're. You're not in the camp of like a degree is a must, but from your point of view, what are the positives? What are the things you felt that has helped you by having that that baseline and that you know that foundation? So, and this is where it's really interesting hearing your experiences and like all the stuff that you wish you'd known when you started out, and I like to think of it as having like a, a pre-warmed cache, like pre-loading a bunch of information. I don't know what your... you mean when you say cache. I don't know <laughs> <Sorry. that>. yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, like pre-loading all that stuff into your brain before you start. Um, and just sort of interesting, because when I started freelancing as a web dev, I'd not done much web work. So I was kind of starting from scratch with um, the actual, like, how do I put html and css together to build a web page like that stuff was mm. all new but there were a bunch of things that i already knew about like networking and caching and um like all sorts of fundamental principles about language design i'd studied compilers so i know how to write an efficient program because i know what compilers and interpreters are doing mm. i know i've written a number of different programming languages in different styles so i've studied functional programming languages imperative programming languages logic based languages like prolog so when someone comes to me and says something about functional aspects or object oriented aspects they're things that um if i don't already it's, it's not necessarily that I know the answers um, that I need to know. I don't have all the facts, but I definitely have a bunch of terminology in my head that helps me to go and look. Um, so it's interesting hearing from you that, that maybe you wish you'd had some of that. And if I might just pick a couple of specific examples. So I was looking up the uh, documentation for PHP uh, filter var the other day. And it's got some flags that you can pass to it. And even in the PHP documentation, it says the options is an associative array of options or bitwise disjunction of flags. And it's like... Yeah. That's when I get lost in the docs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. what's a bitwise disjunction of flags? Or in the JavaScript um, documentation, if you're looking up something as simple as the plus operator, like what does writing a plus do if you're adding two things together? It says... Arithmetic operators take numerical values, either literals or variables, as their operands and return a single numerical value. And there's that sentence which is describing like how to do a simple mathematical operation has got so many bits of jargon in it, which me with with that preloaded knowledge goes, oh, I know what an operator is, I know what a literal and a variable is, I know what an operand is, yeah. and I know what it means to return something from a function or in this case from an operator so like even very basic stuff to understand it fully um you know and i'm not saying like it, to me it's 
it's a bit of an amazing thing that people can self-learn all this stuff and end up with the deep knowledge that I know some people have because um, without like preloading it, I, you must have to go that you must have to make so many mistakes and go down so many self-taught avenues to find out all of this stuff. Um, yeah. So there's, there's stuff like understanding terminology, but uh, and understanding language fundamentals. Um, but there's also stuff like understanding networking. So when we start talking about protocols down at HTTP level or or lower, um, we've got all of that kind of stuff. Um, things like I had a conversation with someone the other day about is is it useful to understand how binary works? And initially you might think no, but then I had a list of things that we deal with as web developers, which are binary, like CSS, hex and RGB codes and URL encoded characters and base 64 encoded strings and HTML entity codes. And, and there's all this stuff, which when you think about it, like maybe you don't quite know how that works, but with the knowledge of the fundamentals, like even if you don't know the answer, you can at least probably go and ask the question. It's interesting what you were saying about the opera, uh, the arithmetic, arithmetic kind of um, sentences and all of the parts of that. Because you, as you said, you did computing at A level, but you also did maths, and it's it's almost having that educational background that is in that area. Because it's not just computing; it's it's having maths is a good uh, aspect as well. Uh, you know, as a a side thing, whereas. Yeah, I've I've come from a place where you know I didn't like maths at school, I didn't like physics, I didn't like all of that stuff. So I was doing English, history, art. That was my A levels, and so I I struggle with mathematical stuff within computing yeah. um, because I just don't have that baseline uh, apart from you know a GCSE like fourteen, fifteen kind of, or you know however fifteen, sixteen. So it, it, the the education that you've got is wider than just a degree if you know what i mean it's it's in it's just in that area and i think in the context of web development you don't do someone will probably say oh yes we do um but in a lot of web development you don't do an awful lot of complicated maths um you might be calculating like relative stuff according to different unit values and percentages and and things like that um and I was going to say, I think that's where we've we've perhaps not made the differentiation in this conversation around software development, web development, and front end and back end, yeah. because you could be a front end web developer and you could you can get away without knowing those kind of things. But if you start doing back end web development and you're you know writing PHP that does you know lots of stuff, for want of a better technical term, then you probably do need to start. Um, finding out these things or and as you say if you have it as a as a pre-warmed cache then you are are, going to be finding it easier rather than having to go down those self-learning rabbit holes like one after the other what's this oh that is explained by this but what is this and then carrying on and um yeah so databases are quite interesting because Another thing I studied at degree level was uh, database design and database normalization. So I came I came into web development knowing how that worked and what a table was and what a row was and what a yeah. join was and the different kinds of join and what an index was and why it's important to put indexes in particular places. And there's all that stuff that I'd otherwise have to, you know, I wouldn't even know what the questions were, would I? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, I, it, it's really it, tricky. It, it's definitely a, that's a, a side of web development knowledge that i see 
a lot of people have a deficit in not knowing how to write a join or what are the types of joins and what are indexes or you know there's i think there's a lot of web development web developers web development frameworks out there that just don't have any emphasis on that so you could quite easily write yourself into a unperformant um, application because you're not taking care of the database layer and you've got things like laravel that uses an orm that is a um, relational layer on top of the database that creates database queries without you having to write sql because you write it in php and it's, it's really it's easy a, to write bad queries <laughs> exactly exactly and uh, and i feel quite lucky to have had the experience i had contracting very heavily on sql and databases and that's where i picked that up enough to to actually be more confident about that but i yeah that is definitely a, a thing that self-taught people perhaps wouldn't have come across and then uh, are struggling with perhaps yeah and just coming back to the whole software development in general versus web development so i said at the start that my my first career was uh doing safety critical software development um and so i was writing software that is sometimes literally flying in aircraft above your heads um and that's a whole other different world but uh, so we were using very very strongly typed languages which had mathematically provable properties about them and we developed our requirement specifications um in formal languages so that you could then prove that the code implemented the specification fully and then we did you know one of my first jobs out of university like practical hands-on jobs in my first employment was um, doing verification and validation so software testing of assembler code so i'd get a, a piece of assembler code and i would have to verify that that piece of assembler code did what the higher level language was expressing um so actually making sure that not only we were using a language called ada which is a bit like pascal and a bit like php is now um but we were taking the output of the compiler effectively and saying, does the compiled output do what the original language says? And this was so good that we could actually, that there was a case where we actually found a bug in the microprocessor. So we actually found that the processor wasn't executing a low level instruction properly. Um, and we could prove that because of all this complicated mathematical stuff. And that's a kind of job where, um, you know, you probably need a degree to go into it because you need to come preloaded with a load of knowledge. Like you wouldn't become a self-taught brain surgeon because like what are the steps of the path along to doing that? You can't, you can't self-learn that kind of thing. You have to come into a job like that um, with a certain amount of knowledge and experience already in your head. And it was the same for the safety critical software engineering. But then there's stuff like static analysis that I can bring from that and my testing experience that I can bring from, uh, from that world into the web development world. And it's quite interesting seeing, particularly in PHP and Laravel world at the moment, there's quite a lot of people who are going, yay, static analysis is this cool thing that helps us. <laughs> a write. cool new thing. Yeah, a cool new <laughs> thing. And I'm going, bah, that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see how there's different levels of maturity in development areas and languages and frameworks and seeing all these things sort of trickle slowly through. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's the thing. We, we aren't specifically talking about how do you get a job in software development where you're having to work with compilers and assembler, all these sort of very 
in in my mind high tech languages that I that is flying well above my head. Um, we're not talking about that. We we really are talking about, I guess, web development, WordPress development, PHP development, and uh, I think you're right. It, it, it's if you want to go down that that other route, then you probably are going to need um, the, the education and the formal kind of um, knowledge transfer that comes from that kind of a degree. But I think definitely what we've seen is you've got web development where you can be self-taught and you can transfer knowledge from degrees. Um, Ahmed, the, the thing that's interesting for you is that you're now having that educational layer on top yeah. and i was was going to ask you how do you find that with your experience and your skills do you feel that you're you're leveling yourself up do you actually feel that that is helpful now yeah where the degree becomes really critical i know ross mentioned that you you cannot become like um uh as a self-taught brain surgeon, which is true, but I think it's kind of different for for computers. Um, I know we are speaking about web development and WordPress development, but um, that would be for those who just want to just do Word, WordPress development. But I like to venture into other things on the side. Um, so there is one interesting subject that we take the first year um, when you start. Uh, uh, studying computer science, which is a theory of computation or theory of computers. And this is a really interesting subject where you learn how a a computer basically works and um, what are all those zeros and ones. And because this is like the first semester when you start taking a CS degree, it is really hard to grasp and hard to understand what it means. But many, many years later, after I got my degree and I started, I started venturing into building a computer on a breadboard. So all the low-level components and wiring them all together. And I started really appreciating, like understanding what a register means, um, what a, what binary means, um, memory and paging in memory. And what does that mean? Because all these concepts became at that point really interesting and really uh, valuable to, to, to have in your cache. So, um, and then after that, I started venturing into OS development. And this is really, OS development is extremely interesting because you are basically building the APIs that you are giving to developers so they can build uh, applications that work on your operating system. And going into that, it's really hard to understand if you don't have like the foundation, it's really hard to understand, understand what does it mean that the computer is uh, is right now uh, executing an instruction and it knows it's going to move to that next instruction. And where is that laid out in memory? And what does it mean that's going to increment the address? All these uh, concepts become like really valuable at that moment. And if you know that, uh, 
if you know these things um, and you are enthusiastic about uh, software engineering or, or computer science, you will really appreciate them. Um, and you can you, now at, at, at the moment, there are resources that you can learn all these things without going through a degree. Um, there are amazing videos on, on YouTube and amazing resources. All of them are free. Um, and you can understand how a computer works, how to build a computer. Um, I, I know for sure that I haven't used any, uh, like complicated algorithms, even though I worked on, at some point work, I worked on, uh, a stock exchange, uh, application and it required a lot of math, but it wasn't really complicated math. It's just math that we do, uh, daily. So, so far, I haven't really used any like computer science-y thing in my day-to-day -day job. It's only when I venture to these uh, kind of side projects. But there are people in the world, in the world that are doing that as uh, their uh, daily job. They are writing operating systems, uh, like Cross was, uh, was talking about, like writing code that, that is uh, flying in space or uh, aircrafts and and yeah um you can do that without having a computer science degree but i think the the overhead is is, is a lot and mm -hmm. you are going to have to because it's not a structured education you are going to have to do a lot of uh, googling and finding out how things work and uh, coming back to the point about um, things in the PHP documentation that doesn't make sense for anyone who doesn't have a computer science degree, which is true. But I think that's why Stack Overflow is really popular because people who don't understand the documentation start Googling and finding the top-rated Stack Overflow uh, comment that explains everything and how it works, and they just copy the code, paste it in their project, and everyone's happy. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, even if you are, if you don't have a degree and you start, uh, when you, when you first start, you use, uh, Stack Overflow a lot, but then when you start developing the, your skill set and understanding how the, um, the language work, you stop doing that. Um, like, um, how many times do you Google and start copying, uh, answers from stack overflow now it's not have you, have you seen their new their new keypad where um there's like a little keypad yeah. you can buy with three buttons one of which opens stack overflow one of which is copy and one of which is paste yeah I'm like that's great but isn't it can i just say isn't it incredible um that we are now in a world like 20 years ago when i did my degree these resources didn't exist and yeah. becoming a self-taught developer was much harder isn't it fantastic now that someone can go from you know, nothing, even as a teenager, you can go on YouTube, you can watch all these amazing videos, you can learn all these incredible skills, which yeah. can help you have a really well paid career um, without formal education and, and for free. That, yeah, for free. It's, it's just and even like some of the universities are putting their courses online so that you can study degree level stuff and work your way through. Uh, a formal structured curriculum in in your own time from home. I mean, that's just extraordinary that we can do that now, and it's such yeah. a, an enormous opportunity. Um, yeah. And I just want to just quickly cover um, like the costs of a degree, which we mentioned. So degrees are it can be expensive depending on where you live, clearly. <laughs> um, but there's also uh, the time that you take out. So degrees 
uh, take a long time to do to get your qualification. Um, and from my point of view as well, probably only about 50% of my degree was relevant to the work that I've done since. So like a lot of the early mathematics and electronics that I studied, just I never touched them. And the third year in particular seemed to be setting me up for doing like a master's degree and further study at my particular university. So most of the third year was just like just weird random stuff that you're not going to come across in the real world unless you're incredibly specialized um so some of that time was actually wasted um and i wish i'd done a year in industry i did a straight straight three-year degree um and i had the option of doing a year in industry and i wish i'd done it Mm. um a couple of points as well talking about computer science degrees there is obviously web development degrees out there and I remember looking sort of 10 odd years ago when I was getting more into IT thinking maybe I should get a qualification and I looked at web development degrees at the university local to me and man they were still doing like flash development stuff so I I, I find that there is formal education with uh, degrees for computer science that probably and obviously from my lack of experience are great because they teach you um some fundament the fundamental things and they pre-warm the cash there's obviously going to be weirdly specialist stuff that you touched on ross at the end there where it's not going to be real world stuff but for the most part learning the the ins and outs of um computer science is going to be important but the web development degrees have Mm. been really bad in the past and i I haven't looked recently so this isn't a, a current comment on the state of things but you know why would you pay you know 30k for three years of doing flash development and stuff that isn't going to be used as soon as you leave university and go into a job so i think that's where perhaps degrees have got a bad rep within web development world um and and you're going to get more um quality education online for free yeah it's interesting i went back to my old university the university of york and looked up their curriculum and because it focuses so much on fundamentals of how computers work and how to you know the the principles of computer languages very little of the curriculum seems to have changed whereas you know if you go and do a specific if you go and do a degree to try and learn um specific web development technologies and languages and things i think that's probably not not a great idea because from what i understand universities can be quite slow moving in yeah what they teach and how they develop their curriculums so yeah um if you want develop web development if you want a structured course that's specifically for web development, probably these boot camps are better. Um, but there's pros and cons to them as well. That's another show. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, uh, just also going back to Ahmed, your point about Stack Overflow and perhaps the less you use it, the more you go on. From a personal point of view, if I'm doing stuff, I'm probably still in there most weeks. Uh, and I wonder if that is a reflection of my lack of formal education that I'm still having to learn on the job sort of week in week out and probably day in day out and i'm still having to catch up with concepts and, and understanding things um so yeah that's that's just something to, to say interesting i'd love to compare our our search histories at some point and see <laughs> how different they are and whether because i'm probably looking for specifics like oh I, I know i want to do this thing and i sort of vaguely know how to do it but has or, someone already done it in this language or something yeah. like that whereas maybe your searches are uh why isn't this thing working um whereas actually i'm probably already like a step ahead of that yeah yeah i mean i've I've definitely always been googling with a 
you know how to do this rather than why is it not you know like and trying to fit things together but yeah it, it our search histories are probably vastly different um well we're, get, we're getting on in time and i just wanted to i think i feel like we've covered a lot and correct me if if we've not missed some things that you wanted to cover or missed some stuff but i wanted to just go back to the idea of degrees and wrapped up with the idea of the cost and what we've talked about effectively is you know there is no one route here that we're advocating. There's, we're a mixture of routes in, in the three of us and we, we see the benefits of what we've done, but we see the benefits of what we haven't done. And I think, as we said, today's world of, of vast online resources means that self-taught is definitely a viable opportunity. But the question I want to pose to both of you, and I'm going to answer myself, as I know we're all fathers and we've got kids and as you said, Ross, you're saving for university costs because in the UK, it's it's pretty big. It's probably bigger than it ever has been. Um, is that a route that you see for your children? Is it a route you want them to go? Or do you also see that, you know, does the time, the cost outweigh or the, the fact that you could actually get straight into a job or you could be learning on the job or you could be self-learning and, and then earning money rather than, uh, for the first sort of 10 years of, of your working life, having this big debt around your neck. And I guess, Ahmed, it is going to be slightly different from an Egypt perspective. But yeah, Ross, maybe start with you. Is that something you're hoping for? for the you're asking kids? me to look 10 years into the future and and say something about a world that, that could be so vastly different to how it is now. Um, I, I want my kids to have choice and I'm saving so that if that's something that they want to go and do, yeah. um, then then we will have the resources, hopefully, um, to enable them to do that. But equally, having worked freelance, you know, I want my kids to understand a bit about entrepreneurialism and, yeah. um, you know, how money works. And, you know, my kids are, what are they, nearly five and nearly ten. And, you know, they've hardly seen money passing between people, especially during yeah. this pandemic that we've experienced. So, um yeah, like getting them to understand the value of stuff and how, um, maybe I'm getting a bit philosophical, but like how in this world that we live, um, you know, a company takes some uh, raw materials and does something with it in order to produce something that has more value. And that's like, that's how how yeah. value works in the world. And, um, and then let them have that choice, really, if they turn out to be academically gifted in some kind of way, then you know, um, university is clearly a route that they might want to go down and it's a great life experience as well. Um, mm. I certainly knew people who weren't at university to study. Um, and back in the day when government gave you grants to do that, that felt very wasteful. Um, yeah, so I think I think degrees are for, are for people that have aptitude and the desire to learn. So, um, yeah, if that's what they have, then hopefully we'll have the resources to send them. Yeah. I think um, just before I go to you, Ahmed, I think my question is probably me projecting my unsureness around degrees and probably because even though I went through a degree system where I paid for the degree, I didn't necessarily do the degree to learn. I did the degree because that was the done thing. You left A-levels, you went to university. There wasn't the, the kind of the 
the other route or the acceptable alternative. That was just what you did. But you also went for, you know, personally, three years of having a good time, living away from home, moving away, making friends, living a life that is more adult than it ever has been or ever had been up until, you know, 18, leaving home. Yeah. So, I, uh, so from my point of view, like, I just feel that even though I had a good time and it was a, it was a good thing to get a degree, doing a degree in English and fine art when really what was I actually thinking I was going to do after that? I kind of, you know, I don't want, even though I don't want to tell my kids what to do and I want them to make their own choices, but I would rather them not just go and choose an airy-fairy degree. And I am literally sounding like my mother for saying that <laughs> now because that must have been what they said thought. But, you know, think about, you know, the fact that you're going to spend three years, you're going to spend 30, 40K on loan, debt, you know, accommodation fees for doing something that perhaps is actually going to be more valuable for your future and and in three years you could have built a business that's making you thirty thousand uh, pounds a year yeah you know you could, could have built your first SaaS in that time software it, as a service and it, be making money rather it, than paying it out. exactly i mean it, it is coupled with the problem that and maybe this isn't so much of a problem for the 18-year-olds of 17 and 18-year-olds of today who have got a completely different outlook on life with completely different online resources. But back when I was 17, choosing my A-levels and choosing what I would do for university, I didn't have a clue. I didn't have the, the sort of the nous to think, come on, maybe I should do something that's going to make some money or make give me a career rather than, you know... Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's probably my perspective. Ahmed, what... But how are you seeing it for your kids? Well, I don't know how your kids are, but with the with the with the current state of the world, um, my kid, my son, is really aware of the the craze of content creation, streamers, YouTubers, and all the crazy yeah. crazy things. For, for the listener, Ian and I are nodding along. <laughs> yes, and and I'm also sighing because that's what people aspire to be right now right yeah as, as teenagers exactly. and younger kids so my son really wants to stream Fortnite, for example and he wants to do it with me so at some point if he does that and he start starts making money start making a living out of this and and this becomes the new world that we live in i think all right go be whatever you want and it also depends on what kind of degree or what kind of job they want to have so if you want to be a doctor or want to be an engineer you have to have a degree just to get a job. So it's not a yeah. question of whether you are going to get it or not. Those are the gatekeeped industries, basically. Yeah. yeah. So coast-wise, the, the culture is extremely different between us. So kids, we pay for, for their education. Um, they live with us until they get married. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a completely different culture. So... Speaking of the of, of the cost of this, it's uh, I think I don't think it's going to be the, the problem. The problem is going to be how the, the how the world will be at that point when they go to university. So I think we'll have to wait and see. Are there degrees in content creation and YouTubing yet? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I mean it's a good point, and Ross, you said it as well. You can't look ten years in the future and think what it's going to be like because it's going to be very very different. Um, but yeah, I, anyway, I think I've really enjoyed the chat and it's nice to talk to you both. I wonder if, just to wrap up, if you've got any final thoughts, anything that we want to impart or not? I just want to really like give my respect to people who are self-taught because 
in some ways, I I got a free degree out of my government, and it preloaded my warmed my cash with all this amazing stuff. And uh, to see people like who are better engineers than I am, um, and for me to contemplate how they got to that place um, by themselves, I mean that's quite an extraordinary feat. Um, so I just want to say, like, if you're self-taught, you have a, a lot of respect from me. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I want to give a message to those who are who decided to get a degree in computer science, and once they started, then they discovered that it's not all about writing code. And I would I would send this message to to myself and and the past who was really full of himself, thinking he he got it all, know it all, and <laughs> yeah, making fun of the of the process of the curriculum the professors that they are super old and they don't know what what the world is about now um i was wrong uh, i think you 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 have to have the patience to go through the degree and it it's all going to make sense at the end once once you are done yeah nice well yeah thanks for coming on uh, both of you really really nice to talk to you and uh yeah thank you for listening and see you next time for another delicious brainwaves podcast yeah.